We all know how the saying goes, better late than never, but what the hell do we just watch? You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Thursday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. Somehow, some way, Kevin Keats and the NC State men's basketball team earned themselves maybe ice cream. I don't know if they deserve like two scoops. Maybe some oddly flavored ice cream because Kenton, what what just happened? What what in the world just happened in South Bend, Indiana? All right, first thing first, somebody advised that we feed those boys licorice-flavored ice cream because of how ugly it smells. We're not violating the Geneva Conventions here to, <laughs> to, to, to you know, commit war crimes against these young men. But in all seriousness, what we just saw was probably the ugliest win you can ever see. I mean, it, we, we literally led the game for 0.6 seconds. Thankfully, it was just the last 0.6 of the game, but more importantly, there were so many moments that just were ugly and nonsensical that ultimately ended up working on the pack's favor. You look at the, the lack of offensive execution down the stretch. You look at the, a couple of possessions back to back offensively and defensively where I wanted to pull a hair that I don't even have out <laughs> looking at, at Casey Marcel, like brother, what are you doing? You're doing just cardio out there. Actually, no, you're doing worse than just cardio. You're actively hurting the team. And, and don't get me wrong. Casey Morcell has been a bright spot on this team at many points of time this season. I'm just talking about in this moment in particular. You're looking at a moment where you scratch your head and you say, Jaden Taylor, why are you fouling there? And ultimately, it works out for the team because they missed the one-on-one on, one on, one on the brick that was that was a loud brick. That was a, It's getting too loud brick in there. And, and you know, you have to. You take cover when you hear that one. <laughs> you had to, had to duck a little bit. Uh, but but if Jaden Taylor does not foul, the brick doesn't happen, the rebound doesn't happen, the game winner doesn't happen in that way. So it was a beautiful, I don't know how to put it, but it was a, a beautiful mashup of errors that ended with NC State winning a ball game. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer and always, hey, as long as the good guys win, right? You rather learn these lessons in a win than a loss. You rather look back and say, you know, hey, we did things wrong, but we we did what we needed to in a win as opposed to a loss. And I'll say this in my last thing before I hand it back to you. I know, and, and Coach Keats, I don't know if you watch this show. I don't know if you listen to this show or not. I don't know. I know I said get some stops, brother. I know I said that was the get some stops outside of turnovers that didn't mean don't work on any offense 
we can do both. We can, you know, in the words of Ray Shermer, get you somebody who can do both. That's what we're looking for here, okay? It was a series of some of the dumbest basketball plays I have ever seen in my life. One of these teams that played, I guess, basketball tonight shot 40% from the field. They shot 36% from three. They had an eight-point lead at halftime, and they lost. NC State shot 16% from deep in the second half. They shot 22% total in the second half and somehow won this game. 54-52 to by the hairs on their chinny-chin-chin. DJ Burns hits a floater in the lane with 0.6 seconds. This is this is one of the dumbest NC State basketball games I have ever seen, and somehow we won. I'm not I'm not so ashamed to admit this. I was very close to tweeting the graphic of the Citadel beating Notre Dame by 20 points just a couple weeks ago. I was very close because it had that kind of night written all over it. NC State. Coming into this game, I said, this is a game you absolutely, in no circumstances, can lose this game and expect to have a chance at March. This would have been the type of loss that will keep you on the wrong side of the bubble. And the entire night, that is exactly the way it was trending. I guess credit to Notre Dame, Christmas season is not quite done in South Bend because they had a couple more gifts to give away on Wednesday night. The late turnovers, the late shot selection from Notre Dame, just awful. And like, Kenton, you tweeted it. It looked like the episode of South Park where teams were trying to see who could lose better. It was a comedy of errors on both sides of the floor. And NC State, they kept getting the bounces their way in the last four, three, two minutes. And it became a little bit more unbelievable Every single time we got within four, within five, within three. Oh my God, now we're within two. Did they just travel with a couple seconds left? Now we got the ball back. Is this really happening? You mentioned Jaden Taylor fouls with, I believe, what was it, eight seconds left. And I'm like, to come within this close and then have a brutal mistake to put this game away. And the foul shot barely grazes the rim. We get the ball back. I do want to give credit to Coach Keats. For that inbound play to DJ Burns, it was a beautifully drawn up play. You get DJ Horn to run out, draw all the attention because he's really the only guy that could hit a shot all night. You get the ball in the hands of DJ Burns with just about four seconds left. He gives him the whoopsie do. I mean, the biggest bite of all time and the easiest floater to win the game. So that worked out beautifully. The rest of the game, I don't even know if I want to talk about the rest of the game because it was so brutal. The, the effort out of the gate was not there. The execution out of the gate was not there. Just boneheaded shot selection. What a win, I guess. What a win. They count the same. You know, I, I think the funniest thing about this, I think the thing that I find most comical about this thing is, if I'm, if I'm correct here, um, you know, DJ Burns is notorious. And when I say notorious, I mean like infamous for going to the left. You bit on a pump <laughs> fake over the right shoulder against DJ Burns <laughs> for the game. My brother in Christ, did you read the scouting report? <laughs> if DJ Burns hits a right hand hook or 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 fadeaway jumper 
from 10 feet away. Uh, or, you know, if he hits one over the right shoulder, you live with that. Hey, this is a one percent. This is a shot that he never shoots. He made it. You live with that. You let him get to a left hand and lay it. My brother in Christ. Go. If I was the head coach of Notre Dame, come sit right here. Okay. And you, you don't got to worry about getting up again. But like you said, a win is a win is a win. Okay. Your team is an undefeated in conference play. Yikes. Can't relate. Love that for NC State. I mean, you can't dispute it. We won the basketball game. That is what we set out to do. It was a hideous win. One of the more hideous wins I've ever seen, but it counts the exact same in the record book. So flush it, forget about it. What what a hilariously awful win, but the important part is a win. We are 2-0 in ACC play. Keep it pushing. We got Virginia this weekend. Hopefully we can play like the Notre Dame team that beat Virginia, and we too can beat Virginia, but cannot afford another near thumper like that one. Because again, that one very nearly ended the season effectively in just the beginning of January. It would have been that bad. So credit to the guys, very scatterbrained recap of this one. But I mean, really the only thing that matters here is the last three minutes of this one. Found a way to win. We'll take it. We'll move on. How about some ice cream? Up next, we're going to talk about Shaheen Battle's decision and how this impacts the defense moving into 2024 after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of our Thursday show is Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. With the college football season now come and gone, college basketball is now fully in the forefront of all of our minds, especially after whatever we just watched in South Bend on Wednesday evening. So if you're looking for NC State basketball tickets, get over to game time. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect upon arrival. They're all in prices. Show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out and you can buy tickets in just seconds with only a number of taps. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find deals on last-minute seats. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, Create an account and use redeem code locked on L O C K E D O N for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Middle portion of our Thursday show. I guess you can consider this a little bit of a continuation from Wednesday's show. We saw that Aiden White is leaving the program into the transfer portal. So questions immediately turned on to what our other starting corner would do in Shaheem Battle. His decision did come down on Wednesday, and he will be entering the NFL draft. Now, Shaheem kind of had been hinting at this sort of thing on social media, maybe some cryptic messaging in the things that he had been putting out. So the idea that he would be entering the draft had already been out there for a couple weeks was, of course, confirmed with his reveal video on Wednesday. We wish all the best to Shaheem Battle been a program player here for the last four or five years, been a very important piece to what this defense has become at NC State under the wing 
of Tony Gibson. So another big time loss for NC State. Not exactly an unexpected one, but still another key guy you're going to have to replace in 2024. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll say this. I think that, uh, you know, the depth at corner and the the defensive back class that we ran and raved about is going to have to show up. They have to. They're going to have to show up. You know, I, I like Cissé a lot. I And I was one of the biggest proponents of when uh, he was struggling against, what was it, VMI? Yep. And they it was like three passing. I said, good. Let him go through that struggle now. Let him, you know, kind of get that little knock on like, hey, this is what it feels like to have those big plays made on you and all that. So he would be more confident going forward. So he would understand sometimes you get mossed and the sun comes out the next play. You know what I mean? And and not only him, but multiple guys who uh, didn't see a ton of snaps this year are going to be asked to step up. Some of these transfers that are coming in, Cooley and Coley, what you got? And what you got? We can use it right away. Hinton, this is uh, Tarante Hinton on the on the roster last year, played sparingly. You know, you're going to be asked to probably play a bigger role here. Their snaps available. The both corner spots, I believe, are wide open. At this point in time, I wouldn't feel comfortable naming anybody a permanent starter at any of our corner positions. And so, um, you know, it's going to be some great competition there and and made the best dog win, man. Made it made a guy who is going to make the most plays, made a guy who is going to keep the ball out of receivers' hands better than everybody else, be the guy that gets it. You look at guys like Zach Myers and Damon Fagan as well, of course. I think they're probably trending more toward like a nickel or safety type position. But, yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. The cornerback position in 2024 right now is wide open. It is absolutely wide open. And I do know we're, I believe we're hosting a visit for a corner from Villanova this week. If he seems like he could be a good fit in this team, you got to make every effort to land that guy. Because again, in such a short amount of time, and in fact, on consecutive days, you lose your two starting corners. So you have very impactful snaps to fill for 2024. The developmental guys have to take a big step coming into next year. You have to see massive growth in a short amount of time to keep this thing moving uh, in the secondary. Because again, the secondary has grown to be such a surprising strength in a sense for this defense after years of mediocrity, if we're being quite honest about it, to to see guys like Aiden White and Shaheem Battle and Tanner Ingle and Tyler Baker Williams come through. And it, it provides such a level of comfort that we haven't had in such a long time. Now you look at, you know, now that cycle of guys is now come and gone. The next cycle of guys has to come and make names for themselves. So I am excited for this next wave to come in and really see what they got under the hood. Maybe it's transfers. Maybe it's incoming freshmen. Maybe it's rising sophomores. Big time snaps to cover up in that secondary for next season. And at the end of the day, this is going to be a situation where our safety room, which is much more experienced, or not our safety room, but our safety position, which is much more experienced, it's going to have to kind of guide those guys and, and show them the ins and outs of things and how to do things. Um, because at the end of the day, this is – next year is going to be a huge year. There are people that were saying that this year was a rebuilding year. Okay, now, if you get nine in rebuilding, what do you do when it's built? Yeah. Come on now. You know, we need to see. So this is, this is going to be a, a really big-time year. And I know the criticism of Dave Doran. I know – they're legit. There are lots of legitimate ones. There are some unfair ones. 
I get it. But next year is going to be a big time year for the program. And this defensive backfield is going to have to show up and show it in a big way. I would not go as far as to say that Aiden White is to corner what Peyton Wilson was to linebacker. But what I will say is same thing that I've said multiple times, the same thing that I stand on. Most underrated corner in the country by a mile. By a mile. And so replacing them is going to be no easy task. Last point on the secondary and the safeties, in fact. Maybe some uh, under-the-radar news on Wednesday. Sean Brown signed with Savage Wolves as well. Another key piece to this defense to get back for sure in next year. Sean Brown was probably my biggest surprise of the defense in 2023. Really burst onto the scene after sitting behind some guys, rose to the top after some injuries, and just gave it all every single time you saw him out, out there on the field. Some whispers of him potentially moving to linebacker next year. And that speaks to the type of athlete and the type of versatility that Sean Brown has. So super crucial to get him back locked in for 2024. Just wanted to make sure that gets known uh, as well. Up next, we're going to close out our Thursday show. Women's basketball has a big time matchup on Thursday evening. We're going to tell you what to look out for after a quick word from our sponsors. Second sponsor of the day is FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's right, $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including same-game parlays, finding bets in the new Explore tab, making a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup, maybe some NC State basketball betting in your very near future. Get over to FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Last couple minutes of our Thursday show, wanted to round it out with a women's basketball preview of tonight's matchup. Women's Hoops has a ranked matchup in Reynolds tonight. Against the 22nd-ranked Florida State Seminoles, they are coming in a very strong team, one of the tougher tests so far. And NC State basketball has played some tough teams. Florida State should certainly be mentioned amongst those. They have only three losses, two of which are against top eight teams. This is a big-time matchup. Kenton, we were just discussing a little bit off-air about Tania Ladson. What kind of bag is she bringing into Reynolds Coliseum on Thursday evening? My brother in Christ, her bag, the holiday season's over. Her bag has no goodies in it. She's bringing bombs in that thing. She's moving like oh. Oppenheimer. Let me <laughs> let you in on a little secret here, okay? They have played two conference games. Grayson, do you want to guess how much she's averaging in those conference games? Mm, I'm going to go with like 24, 25. 30. 30, 30. apiece. Do you sure. want to know what her field goal percentage is in those games? If she's putting up 30, it's got to be something efficient. I'm going to say like 50%. Yes, 50% exactly. Do you know what she's shooting from three? I'll say something in the 40s. 50% again. Do you know what she's shooting from the from the free throw line? 90-something. 100%. She hasn't missed a single free throw yet this year. This oh. young lady is going 50-50-90, averaging 30 a game. The- Sanaya Rivers, I know you played all 40 minutes last game. I know. Hey, hey, Sanaya, my heart goes out to you. Um, You must have been put on God's strongest uh, soldiers list in 2024 because, big dog, you got a battle ahead of you. You need to be going everywhere with this young woman. You need to be 
Hey, friend, how you doing, friend? Where we going, friend? Because I'm telling you right now, if you, she is not only the, the stirrer of the drink, she's the finisher of that thing. She's the garnish on that thing. She's the lemons in the Kool-Aid. For those of you who don't know, if you don't put lemons in your Kool-Aid, it just don't hit right. But that's neither here nor there. You can drink that unseasoned Kool-Aid if you want to. The reality is, Tania Latson is where this thing begins and is. And of course, they have other good players. Of course. You talk about their big, Michaela Timkins, who's one of the few players in the country that is rebounding at the clip that she is and blocking shots at the clip that she is and whatnot. Of course, there are other scores on the team. Of course, they have better playmakers than Latson and players to tee her up. But the reality is, if you stop Latson and you, you kind of, you know, get things done on the offensive end, you'll be fine. But if Latson is going off and uh, Michaela is going off, oh, boy, you, you're going to have a really long day. So, um, you know, we're going to need Rivers and River to have some pretty good games here. River Baldwin, Sanaya Rivers, you got to show up. You got to show up big time in this one. Yeah, more often than not, you're going to be looking to Sanaya Rivers and Isaiah James to lead the way offensively. To me, this feels like a game where you are going to need a River Baldwin or a Mimi Collins, maybe even a Madison Hayes to be X-Factors in this game. Probably need like two of those girls to be X-Factors in this game. Florida State is one of the best ACC teams this season. They were very strong last season, carried that momentum, and they are a force to be reckoned with in 2024 as well. NC State benefits from being the home team in this one. Of course, Reynolds will be sold out. It will be a wild environment as it always is. They need to find a way to focus that energy on the court and feed off of that as they so often do because you saw earlier in the season that UConn game, when the crowd brings it, the girls feed off it, and you see the ultimate result uh, out there on the floor. So another game you need all systems go because Florida State will not be a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. We are one of the only teams in the nation with six players averaging double digits. That is insane. When you think about the pace of play in women's college basketball and you have six players all averaging double digits, that means that these players are, you never know who's going to give it to you on what day. Who You never know. And do you know when Westmore teams are at their best? When that is the case. Of course, you've got one player that's always going to, you know, stand out a little bit in, in certain regards. But I'll tell you what, in terms of just pure scoring, I don't think this team has one pure score that is like head and shoulders. Above her. And I love Isaiah James. I think that she's a special talent. I think that she's amazing, all the good things. I think she's our best scorer. I'm not, I would not say, hey, it is her by a mile and everybody else because she does so many other things to go along with the scoring. So I think that this is a team be who you are. Don't take bad shots. You've got six players that can do something good with that ball. And really beyond that, because our shooters are knocking down everything that, that's coming their way too. But again, the the 1A and 1B on the game plan for this one, find Latson. Have a hand in her face at all times. Have contest every shot. Everywhere she goes, she needs a body attached to the hip. Should be a fun one in the old barn for the first considerably large ACC matchup for the women's basketball team. Hope they bring it on Thursday night. That'll do it for our Thursday show. As always, be sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box so I have plenty to choose from 
for Fan Friday. Tell a friend to tell a friend to hit that subscribe button on your way out the door as well. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.